What's going on, everyone? And welcome back to another episode of Business is Pleasure. My name is John Francis, and I'm here with the beautiful Colette Monique Lightbird. And on Business is Pleasure, this is where we take some time to really talk about our business, how things are going, how we feel about it, and most importantly, how that's all affecting our relationship. The way we start Business is Pleasure is really similar to every week. And it's by me asking Colette, how was her week and her not reciprocating that? So Colette, <laughs> how was your week? Um, my week was good. Mm-hmm. Um, we had an event this past weekend. Uh, what, did we, what was it called again? Um, the, the real Fly Market. Yeah, the Fly Market, which was actually a fantastic event. Mm-hmm. And it's the Fly Market, not the Fleek, and the, or not the Flow. It's the yeah. fly. Fly. Like, I don't know. There's this new wave happening right now, I guess, in the Ontario, I guess, in the Canadian vintage market where everyone was starting with an F, fly, flow, and fleek. And so far, they've all been fabulous. Yeah. So all they did there, add another F. So oh, did. I didn't even know Yeah, that. yeah. See? I got you, babe. Okay. A media trend. PR. Okay. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, it was actually a really good event. It was in Ottawa, and the turnout was like a lot not to say like it was a lot better than I expected it to be it was way better than I expected I had like I have no idea what you're talking about yeah like I had like not like low expectations but I was like a little bit like oh I don't know how this event's gonna go because it was kind of in a different location Mm -hmm. it was like more not necessarily industrial but like it was commercial I guess yeah like kind of commercial it wasn't like it was also around the back of a building Mm -hmm. so like I wasn't sure whether people would like know that it's there or not but it just shows that like obviously however they marketed it or like whatever promotions that they did like they actually did a really really good job because it was busy no for sure and and just to add on to your point about it being on the back for certain events I always like it when it's on a busy street and it's like a storefront just because you can also garner a lot of just the walking traffic yeah. but for events where the location is so specific that's where marketing and promotion comes such plays such a pivotal role because yeah. if the event's not properly marketed or promoted no one's going to know about the event so no one can even find the event and and, if, and so for this event I don't know what they did but they did a really good job because like you said it was difficult to find and only people who know about the event would come across that location but I think sometimes like an event like that as opposed to say an event where it's just like a lot of foot traffic is actually like kind of better because in that case like people are coming out to actually buy mm-hmm. they're actually interested in vintage they're looking for like specific things whereas like when you get the foot traffic like sometimes you have people that are like not even into vintage at all and they're just like coming in yeah like, just because they around. saw a lot of people in the store yeah. or whatever like the good thing about that event is like a lot of the people that were there like at least from my perspective like bought something yeah and I think that's one good thing about like this event I like and also, I think they did two things really well. They promoted the event really well because there was a really good turnout. And it was consistent the whole day. This was, like, one of the few events where it's literally consistent from time opens to time it closes. And I love those. Even, like, sneaker con, like, an event that yeah. garners, like, 10,000, 5,000 people. Yeah. By the time it's, like, if an event is over at 5 o'clock, by 4, 3 o'clock, it's dead. Like, everyone's getting ready to leave. Oh, yeah, everyone's sure. over it. You know what I mean? So this event, I think they did an excellent job with everything. It was really nice. But you and I have been talking, like, consistently about how we think... Think Ottawa is a really a big and up-and-coming market especially mm-hmm. for vintage clothing and then we sat down and had this conversation and we're like why like, why is that you know for me one thing I've noticed 
um, for sure that a lot of the guys from Ottawa, they'll have to go outside the city to find clothing, you know? So that clearly means that if they're having trouble to find clothing, clearly the audience that they're trying to facilitate is having issues as well too, right? Yeah. So there clearly isn't enough, I guess, like places for people to source clothing from. So with Ottawa, it's more like they have so much sellers and not enough, they have so much buyers and not enough sellers like ourselves and everything, you know? And I think that's why you will have a lot of people come out to events like this because they're like, well, when I go to the Valley Villages, there's nothing there. We don't have any warehouses and we really don't have a lot of sellers selling to us. So now that we're able to have all these people in one place, in one location, yeah, I'm going to make my way out and actually go and try to. And also, like, when you go to a Valley Village, like, you're paying, like, a pretty decent price. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's, I would say that at least, like, the prices at a lot of these shows are either, like, on par with Valley Village or, like, even, like, a little bit less. Mm -hmm. And, like, a lot of our stuff is more, like, specifically curated for, like, that demographic. Whereas, like, at Valley Village, you're having to sit through, like, a a thousand t-shirts before you even pick, like, one that you want. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, so... No, no, most definitely. And the good thing about... And honestly, Valley Village, I think, is good in terms of, like, pricing. But in terms of, like, reselling pricing... I think they're horrible. Like, you I know think, what I mean? Yeah, I think Value Village is decent in terms of pricing. Obviously, for a reseller, no, because yeah, you're not making any profits. But I think what people are more so catered towards now is, like, the time factor for some people. Oh, for Cause, sure. Because, like, a lot of the times, like, I feel like back in the day when, like, Value Village wasn't as much of, like, a thing, people could go to Value Village and, like, find a whole bunch of stuff because, like, not that many people would, like, shop there because it was kind of, like, quote-unquote, like... Not cool. Yeah, like like the negative stigma. Yeah, like the negative. Yeah, like the negative stigma was like still there, but now like vintage clothing is like mainstream. So like it's like hip hop now. Yeah, like so a lot of people like go to actually Value Village to actually shop. So that just means that that your supply is a lot limited li- you know it's mm-hmm. limited and like a lot of the times like I've done it where I'm like I go to Value Village with like an idea of an outfit in mind and I come out like empty handed no, you no, know because no, it's like sure. you could literally spend an hour there going through all the racks and find absolutely nothing. nothing 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 so. nothing and I think that's why it's important for us to like try and accommodate locations like Ottawa because I, I, I know for sure there are other locations there that are like they have this like great thirst and knowledge for vintage clothing and sustainable and sustainable clothing yeah. you know what i mean but of course they don't have access to the resources like we would do yeah. so i'd be kind of cool if we can like figure out all those other locations as well mm-hmm. because like if ottawa with a population of almost a million people is struggling to like find vintage clothing imagine these smaller locations these smaller towns now with like 500,000 and less of people you know yeah, it's clearly okay. that like like we said there's a huge trend that's going on with vintage so like why can't we try and like find those people that have a thirst for the vintage clothing but just don't have access to it as well too yeah you know? and I feel like that recipe is has the potential to be in a lot of different places mm-hmm. you just kind of have to like go back to our whole model of trial and error to t- to kind of figure it out you know what mm-hmm. I mean because like we're not going to know unless like we like do an event there like ask people how an event was but what's your thing remember you said what would you say the other day about what you said that you have like a system for like doing new events oh so for me i don't ever want to be the first one to do like a new event what i would want to do is like first off talk to the people in the event on ask them like what their expectations are of the event then of course talk to people that actually go to the event because you're going to get a different opinion from the organizers than the actual attendees and the vendors, oh, yeah, you know what I mean? Sure. So last time when I talked to the attendees and the vendors of the fly market, every single person had something good to say. They're like, yeah, 
the come out was good. We sold a lot of stuff, made a decent amount of money. So that was really good, you know? And I think, and, and honestly, this is like just life. I don't think it's important. I don't think it's a smart move to ever go into any occasion, situation, or whatever it's going to be blind. And I think if you're going to an event for the first time, without knowing like the demographic who's going to be there and what's the potential turnaround it's 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 difficult for a business because like you want to make money as much as possible and especially if you're a new business you know you don't want to go to an event and then get deterred from it and then you're like oh well they're probably all like this there's no point my audience won't be here and like it's hard for you to go to an event blind in terms of like your inventory right because mm. like if you're going to an event blind, like you, at least like by talking to people, you have an idea of like, what's the demographic? Like what type of clients are you expecting to see at that event? So you can cater what type of inventory you bring accordingly. Like for example, I feel like for this past market that we just did, the fly market, like we probably could have done a little bit more research and like brought maybe a bit more of like our high-end streetwear stuff to that yes, event. Yes, yes, yes. We saw like a really big demographic of people that would have been interested in that, but like we didn't necessarily expect it because mm -hmm. our other events that we've done in Ottawa don't necessarily like garner that market. Yeah. And I think that's such an important idea or just an important thought that you bring up. Sometimes some events, multiple markets are going to be there. Yeah. So it's like, how can you captivate all those markets at once, you know? Yeah. And I think it, we talked about it before too, like how we saw the trend in mom jeans, but we were still like wary about it because we tried like the same style of jeans maybe like three years ago, four years ago and didn't work out for us. Yeah. But again, we we brought them back in and it's, they're, now they're doing amazing for us, you know what yeah. I mean? So I think that's one thing that that that's sometimes hard to figure out is like, who is my market and what am I trying to bring just so I can cater them? Yeah. As a whole, you know and like I mean? sometimes it you're not gonna get it you're not gonna get a perfect understanding at your first event like you know sometimes it's gonna take time to be like okay like this type of event people like these types of things okay like let me, let me bring a little bit more of that and like over time you're gonna get a better understanding and then even with all that being said like no two events are the same no like two events you know what same. I mean like no you may do that for one event and you might expect the same demographic for another event and it's completely different or maybe that demographic is interested in whatever you're providing anymore like yeah know? it's so crazy because for us I think we like to like focus on what's working and just like really capitalize on that as much as possible and our mom jeans have just literally been doing amazing for us right yeah so it's like sometimes as a business like you will have things that are working so good for the business but like you almost hope that they never stop working but the reality of it is is that more or less it's gonna either like slow down mm -hmm. or just disappear as a whole you yeah, know what I mean? and that's why it's really important to have variability in like whatever service or product you're providing so that like when that demographic does shift to someone else or something else sorry like you can still capitalize off of like either that market and appeal to them in a different way or sell something completely different you know like it's it's just you're 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 preparing yourself to deal with the changes that happen in the market that are like you know going to happen no matter what <laughs> and the only way you can really figure out what's happening in the market is by watching the market and the best way to watch the market is communicate and have some type of conversation with your demographic because your demographic will always tell you more or less what they're interested in what they're not interested in you know what yeah mean? and like because, listen to them too because even like we've noticed that like our demographic is at events continually so yeah. why aren't we doing events continually? Yeah. We notice that our our demographic is online in Facebook groups and selling through apps. Yeah. So why aren't we there selling our clothes and trying to bring value to them there as well too, right? I think like one thing that I learned from our like 
demographic is that there is a large proportion of people that are interested in like yeah like real vintage like true true vintage like vintage teeth stuff like that but then there's also like a demographic of people that just want something that's a vintage style no 100 percent. and like for me i think that's what inspired like our conversations about like getting vintage style products mm -hmm. that still fit into like brand our brand and everything but obviously aren't necessarily vintage like say for example like a lot of the time someone's getting a pair of sunglasses like I would think that a lot of people are okay with it being a vintage style but don't necessarily care if it's actually a vintage frame you know what I mean mm. I don't know if anyone's ever seen a vintage frame before but they will crumble literally in your hands mm. so like I feel like the average person is okay with like a vintage style like sunglasses or like a vintage style like fanny pack or bag or like stuff like that you know that like still goes with their whole outfit and the vibe that they're creating but like isn't necessarily vintage itself no 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 100 percent. and that's what i like so much about the vintage community right now is that there are so many different options that you can really like manipulate it to fit your own personal style you know yeah. like, even with you and i like you and i both do enjoy vintage but sometimes we, we've talked about the stuff we enjoy used more than vintage you know what i mean yeah i like knowing that like hey like this shirt came out maybe like three years ago this style shirt came out three years ago it's not vintage it is used mm -hmm. but now i can get it for a ridiculously cheap price yeah and like myself personally i just feel so like off put by malls for one like i'm not really a huge fan of like mass production mm -hmm. secondly i'm not a huge fan of like everybody looking exactly the same as me and like I feel like when like what for myself personally like when I shop at a mall I find it hard to like express my personal style if that makes sense because it's like oh I saw that on mannequin like that looks nice like oh like this I don't know it just seems so like contrived more or less not not necessarily contrived but like already curated for me mm. you know what I mean like a lot of the times when something is showcased in like a store in a mall for example like they'll have pants next to like a t-shirt that it'll go with next to a top that it'll go with and like on the bottom or it'll be like shoes that it could go with or a bag that it could go with it's like it's already figuring out the outfit for you which like for some people like yeah that's fun but like for me like the fun part of like figuring out an outfit is when like i put together the pieces myself and then i put it on and i'm like oh wow this actually yeah it was actually out. cool though like you were so cute the other day when you're like oh like i, I brought these pants back that i've had for like three years yeah. And I'm rocking them with like some of my new pieces. Like that's it works so, so well. And it's that's so well. satisfying. Yeah. It's like yeah. there's something that like literally I you bought for me like five, six years ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I can still bring it back and wear it and like make it look good with some of the stuff that I already have. Like mm -hmm. to me that's so much fun. Like mm -hmm. I created a new outfit of out of stuff that I already have, you know? And that's what I like the most about style. Style to me is someone that is more or less comfortable with how with the pieces that they have and know how to make it properly complement their personal sense of style. Yeah. You know what I mean? And that's what's important, you know? And sometimes I feel like with the vintage community, the hypebeast community, a lot of these um, young communities were more, these kids are more or less trying to piggyback the ideas from one another, you know what I mean? That's why you see like a, only a limited amount of brands that are popular, that are cool and everything in both demographics. But I think with these young generations what's what's cool though is that like they're gonna go through different stages of style and figuring out their own personal style to realize like hey like yeah i may like 
this brand or whatever but you know what let's see if i can try something new and mix it with this and mix it with that you know because yeah. i think that's what i've always enjoyed about fashion it is really an extension of yourself you know what i mean and if you're able to like find different ways to be creative hopefully that will be within your fashion life hopefully that will be able to like flip over into other aspects of your life you know maybe you'll start trying out new food maybe you start trying out new movies you know what i mean mm -hmm. i like because like i think fashion sometimes is a doorway for experimentation yeah. and a lot of times with people they're scared to experiment so they're scared to more or less like grow as an individual you know yeah and weird that you say that because i honestly actually thought about that today because mm. i made this like fusion like breakfast mm. lunch type of thing remember what i made this morning mm. so i made that and i was like oh this actually turned out quite well mm. and it's kind of like fashion it's art it's art it's art yeah, yeah you know like sometimes you'll be like you know what let me like take out this skirt and like put it with this top that i've never like but i've never combined the two before and then you end up getting an outfit that's like brand, brand new. new and super cool you know what i mean and that's like you only will figure that out by trying yeah and i feel like i don't know at least like for me it feels like we're in an era that like vintage and like a little bit of like you know the high-end streetwear and stuff like that a little bit but more mainly vintage is like it's encouraging for like experimentation it's encouraging for like yeah like develop your own personal style like mix this mix that match that match that and like figure and, out and, what and works. you and i will see it because like with all these events that we've done we've done easily at least like 20 hype beast events we've done easily at least 20 vintage shows you know what i mean Way more than that, but yeah. like right but like we can clearly tell that like hey the vintage people it's they seem to be a bit more creative with the pieces that they're able to work with plus we also have to understand the idea of vintage is a lot more broader than yeah. hype piece so of yeah. course you're going to have more like compartments when it yeah. comes to vintage and of course with the hype piece it's a really it's a it's an even smaller demographic yeah. than than vintage when you really think about it but within that demographic you can see that there's a lot of like repetition in what's worn and what brands are popular yeah but like I, the reason why i say that it's kind of branching out into that is because there is a lot a lot of people that are now mixing like hype oh look at us stuff. yeah with mm -hmm. vintage you know what i mean 100%. like combining the two styles and i feel like for with that like that's where you get more like mm -hmm. variability and options i love that i love that i like honestly i don't i don't even like people that are like oh i only want to wear vintage clothing like i i, I just don't like when people limit their abilities to be creative i know it's stupid and it's like i'm trying to be all self-righteous and shit like that but like for me i think when it comes to art you should have to you should have every color at your disposal you know what i mean yeah. imagine you could only freaking draw with a red crayon i'd yeah. be pissed my whole life and like you know? if you find it fun like run with it you yeah, know what i mean yeah. like like to be honest like i had something like you brought something home for me the other day it was like a mesh like it was leather thing no it was like it's like mesh like it's see-through oh that that mess that mess yeah. Yeah, yeah and i was like literally i was two seconds away from being like yeah like i don't want this mm -hmm. like i'm just gonna like you know give it to you or whatever mm -hmm. And then I was like, honestly, like, let me just try it. Like, let me just see what I can make out of it. Like, how I can work it with my outfits. And, like, get outside of my comfort zone. Because, like, honestly, like, people say this all the time. But, like, life's too short. Like, the least you can do is have fun with your outfits. Like, you wear the something least, every day. The least, the least, the least, the least, you know? the least. And that's what I like about vintage and clothing as a whole. It's, like, it can be fun. It can be exciting. But even though I'm trying to hate on people who, like, are more or less, like, following trends within fashion. Or, like, safe. Or, or safe that's okay because you know what yeah. that's your comfort zone and if within that's, fashion. and like some people's like personal style is like whatever is trendy or like mm. is like whatever's popular or is like whatever is easiest for them to throw on and if that works for you then like cool like who am i to tell you what works but like if you are like kind of like wanting to get out of your comfort zone and like wanting to try like different things with fashion like go for it like because at the end of the day like one thing i've realized like in my older age 
<clears throat> my old age is that like it doesn't matter like you know what I mean like nobody cares that much like nobody is looking at your outfit and being like like honestly, and if they do, they'll forget about it by tomorrow. Yeah, like it's never that serious. It's never that complicated. Like, do what makes you happy. You sound a bit kind of a hypocrite right now, though. How? Honestly, we're not. We're not. I, we're not I do going, sound like a hypocrite right now. That is a different. I, I example. Use, okay, 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 okay. So honestly, me and John all had this argument this morning. Well, honestly, it wasn't even an argument. Like you, you get to make it seem as if like we're always fighting because oh, John all said this. It wasn't even an argument. Okay, was, wait. Let me explain it. Okay. So me and John all had a conversation this morning because I was like, hey, can you? pick stuff for me that I could wear to like work because he's always picking stuff that are like you know like Just fun stuff, stuff like yeah. casual stuff like like athletic wear whatever which is cool but it's like I want to get stuff that I can wear to work especially because like it's getting nicer outside like I need more clothes and he was like oh well like why don't you try and like mixing and matching things just like what Hold you on. did the other day with I'm those pants and you create this no it's funny even that outfit with those pants you could even wear to work yeah hold on one second and i was like yeah sure like i could definitely do that but like i want like specific things like i'm just looking for specific things and he's like oh well you care too much about what people think you always are worried that people are going to be judging your outfits and blah 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 what i just said like if you want to experiment with your outfits sure as for i'm coming from the perspective of like a social setting you know what i mean okay. but if i'm like going into like a place of work where like yeah, like... Well, creative of work where there is no dress code, one. Okay. If we're going to talk about the context, let's talk about the context. Okay, listen. But hold on. If we're going to talk about the whole context, <laughs> talk about the whole context. Okay, I'm not done. So, yes, there is no dress code per se, but, like, we all know that there's unwritten rules of, like, a workplace. There, Everyone knows that, yes, there's no dress code, but, like, you can't come in looking a certain way. And, like... But, call it. but let's be honest, though. What I was referring to was, like, instead of dressing formal like you do every day, why don't you dress, like, semi formal one day like like realistically like you could be wearing the same exact outfits that you have in general but instead of wearing maybe that those close toe shoes that you may wear with them you throw on a an open toe shoe instead of wearing that jacket that you wore with this maybe you throw on your your leather jacket one day and just like having just keep it like a bit dressed down no one's saying that like yeah Carl, i want you to go with ripped dreams your little head tie your little head tie and a crop top of course not I, like like you can still dress like you, you can still dress professional without being uptight and i feel I one second one second and i feel like what you were trying to what what maybe like i wasn't properly explained to you was that like yeah sometimes you can like calm it down and still be revered and respected but like you but but like from what i was getting from what you were saying you were like okay well if i dress like this which i would never expect you to dress like this even though like you look dope that oh people are gonna degrade you and see you it's as maybe like a, a, as a lesser professional teacher okay. or whatever you know okay so i'm coming from this perspective of a lot of the students that are in my classes come from different backgrounds and come from different settings and a lot of them sometimes come from different areas of the world you know what i mean a lot of them are not used to seeing someone that looks like me in a role where they would have to listen to what i'm saying so like i don't want to be in the position where don't look at me like no, that. No, because honestly, because right now what you're about to say makes no sense. I, at first, listen, we were talking listen, about I'm your faculty, and now you're talking about the students. Talking. Okay, go on. This doesn't make no listen, sense. Listen, I'm coming from... But babe, but honestly, no, no, I'm not I, no, I want to get back to like what we're talking about with the whole business and stuff, because I feel like we're going in a different direction with this. At the end of the day, babe, you have a sense of style that you're comfortable with to work, and I respect it. Like it's, I understand. Like at the end of the day, like it's fine. Like what? Do, whatever you want me to pick for you, I'll pick for you. Let's move on. That was like the biggest cop out, but whatever. Mm -hmm. Okay, move on as you wish. Um, 
but yeah, from connecting, um, so expanding into like different vintage styles. That, that's what you were saying about the fanny packs, the different types of products. I know, but I'm trying to like, find a segue back into like the conversation. Well, to make you it, like, cut smarter. out the conversation, so not figure it out. Um, so one thing that I think we've really enjoyed about like the vintage community at first, one point we were like excommunicated from by everyone, and now that we found a way that we've realized that we like the idea of building a business with our audience in mind. And what I mean by that is that we're creating content that helps and facilitates maybe someone who's a casual vintage shopper, hopefully they'll turn around into a vintage seller. Because we've realized that the vintage community is so big, why not find ways that we can help and we can help those young, those up and coming people learn how to sell vintage clothing online. You know what I mean? So with us like building community, and also just connecting with the community has always been important. So for us, like what do you what are some things that you've you've seen us do that you've liked over time? Um, I think like obviously like the different me like modes of communication that we have, like our podcasts and like just like different areas that we like put energy into. But I also think like one of the biggest things that is like a huge resource for us and like an our ability to connect with people is just like how we are as people and like how we interact like I feel like every single person that like we come across at an event like we always like give them the same like level of respect that we give anyone else we always say hi to people we're always like open to like interact or like answer any questions or help out as much as possible whereas like on the flip side of that we could just like have people walk in and out of our section and not even acknowledge them or say hi and I feel like when you do something as simple as like ask someone like hey how are you how's it going today like that opens up the opportunity for conversation and it makes them feel more comfortable with you not necessarily like to be a customer to buy something but to just like have some sort of like interaction you know and like build a community in wherever we are so like we can go back to Ottawa and be like yeah like I remember you I saw you I interacted with you last show or like we can go to Montreal and do the same thing. Yeah, I think it's so crazy that we do more shows in Ottawa than we do in Toronto. Yeah, we do. And it kind of, kind of just goes to show, again, like, Ottawa has that close-knit community. Plus, they also have a really boring city. So it's like whenever anything goes on, they're literally all there, you know? Where what we talked about in Toronto, there's like... as Honestly, even though Toronto's not like a party city, and like, after living here for a long time, like, there isn't really a lot to do. I guess, like, when you live in here, there, there, like, there really isn't a lot to do. Yeah, but if you... But then there is so much to there do. There is. Like, like in know? comparison to the two, like, mm-hmm. there's more options, especially on, like, like a weekend. Or, like, Especially on a weekend stuff. day. Like, Not think sure. about it. Like, for example, like, there's at least, like, a basketball or baseball game on this time game, of year. A hockey game, lacrosse, yeah, like, like, something. There's always something. There's always, like... A soccer game in the park. Must... Yo, there's a lot of shit to do in Toronto. Yeah. I don't know anything about the city. Yeah, mm-hmm. but... But no, I'm, most definitely. And I think just continue building community and continue building connections is just always pivotal in no matter the industry that you're in. Well, I think that's everything for this week. Do you have any final words before we head on out here? No. Um, my final words are love and let love be. Until next time, guys. Thank you so much for joining us. And until next time, peace. Oh, God.